Hello and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Monday, May 8th, 2023. I'm Mike Kachopoli. All right. <clears throat> How are you all? Good weekend. I hope you had a great weekend. I had a very restful, restful weekend. Didn't do much. Didn't do much. Just kind of enjoy the warming weather. It's finally starting to get a little bit warmer here. After about six, seven solid months of rain and cold, it's finally getting warm. Finally getting warm. I think uh, spring is definitely in the air. Craziness is always in the air. But now we're finally getting a little bit of uh, spring in the air here in San Francisco. How is it uh, by you? If you want to call in and give a weather report where you are, that's fine. That'll be exciting. That'd be a good way to start off the week. <laughs> start off the week on a bang with weather reports from around the country and other countries, because we know we have listeners here from Canada. We have listeners here from Iran or Persia, as it might be. <clears throat> we have listeners from London, England, the newly crowned king and queen of England. Um, so... We have listeners from all around the world because this is the World Wide Web. This app, Call-In, is on the World Wide Do you remember when we used to give out those addresses? WW. Make sure you go to www.callin.com. Remember that? What happened to those days? We don't say www anymore. I was just watching a video of the old Today Show with, the, was it with the Brian Gumbel when they first invented the internet and they were like asking the control room what the internet was because they had no clue what it was. Think about that. That wasn't that long ago. Okay. This is in color, not black and white. And they were asking what the internet was. So think about it. People thought the internet was kind of nutty back not too long ago, right? They thought, forget it. What is this? It's ridiculous. I'm not going to use it. It's not going to go anywhere. That's kind of what we're saying now about AI, right? What's AI? What is it? Oh, we're not going to use this. This is silly. This is dangerous. When It's not going to go anywhere. Well, it probably will, right? We'll all be eating our words five or 10 years from now when AI takes over the world, when people are doing everything for, with AI. They're going to be doing everything. You know that, right? Kids are going to be using it for school. The schools will not be able to stop them. They're not going to be able to stop them. So we'll have to find a way. Don't, don't mind me, this wrinkling of the paper. This microphone is really strong for an iPhone. My goodness. Um, I'm just eating a Pop-Tart. I skipped. I skipped. What happened was, not that anyone cares, but my junior hockey team won their uh, conference championship, and they're heading towards the, the league championship, the Seattle Thunderbirds. And uh, so I was just texting people and, you know, and celebrating. And so I didn't get a chance. First of all, I did no prep for the show. So I don't know what the hell I'm going to talk about. So that's why I'm winging it. But also I forgot to have my, my snack. I need my snack. I need my blood sugar to be at a certain level. Otherwise I'll be like, oh, I'll be able to do the show. So I have to, I need a little bit of an energy drink. Who else has an energy drink at 11 p.m.? 11 p.m. I'm having an energy drink and a Pop-Tart. Don't croak. I'll be lucky. Anyway, um, so AI, yeah, AI is probably going to be pretty advanced. It's probably going to be a very big thing, and we're going to have to deal with it. You know, I'm hearing all of this stuff um, about 
you know, how it's dangerous. And there are a couple of things that are very frightening, very frightening. And these are real things. I don't think this is like Neanderthal making fun of technology or being afraid of technology. This isn't like 2001 where they were afraid of the technology, you know, they're afraid of the monolith. Um, I think this is real stuff because pe- what AI can do is it can take like our actual voices and replicate them. And what's happened already several times is the, uh, you know, nefarious individuals have taken someone's voice. They found the number of someone in their family and they make it sound like that person has been taken hostage. And it's really, it sounds like there's my voice would sound exactly like my voice, like mom, I'm in trouble. They've got me. And it would sound just like that. And a lot of mothers and, you know, grandparents, they're going to get fooled by this stuff. And it's not hard to get fooled by it because it's the actual voice. It's not like, hello, I'm here. You know, it's the, it's the actual voice. So it's very frightening. And people are going to make money off this, right? Because people are going to write checks and send money and Venmo money. And, of course, it's all going to be a gag. Um, and so we have to deal with that. Somehow we have to figure out how to deal with that. And you know the way to deal with it, right? But this country, especially liberals, don't know how to deal with things the right way, is you have to find these people. You have to get a system together, get the best computer geniuses in the world, hackers in the world together, find the people who are doing this, and put them in jail for a long time. Now, once you start doing that, these little scumbags will stop doing this stuff. But if you don't do that, if you give the bullshit excuse of, we can't find them, it's too difficult. No, it's not. It's not. The FBI can find someone very quickly, right? The CIA can find people very quickly. We find people and drone them thousands of miles away. We can certainly find people who are doing these horrible things and destroying people's lives, right? So, and ripping people off. And once we start doing that, I think people will be less afraid of AI once these uh, evildoers, these bad actors, how many other ways can I say bad people? Anyway, go away. And that's a big thing. There are other parts too, right? There's like plagiarism. So I did this about a month or two ago when I first heard of the AI. I went on and I said, write a poem about the, about the moon, right? It was absolutely stunningly beautiful. <laughs> and it came out in like 10 seconds. And then I, I put that aside. I copied it. I went back on again. And I said, same thing. I said, give me a poem about the moon. It was beautiful and totally different. It wasn't the same thing. It was 100% different. In other words, if you saw those two poems side to side, you would never think the same entity wrote it. And it did. And they were beautiful. So how are college professors high school teachers, junior high school, kindergarten teachers going to find out, going to figure out if their students are, are plagiarizing. You can't because it's not like, once again, it's not like it writes the same poem every time where the professor can go in and say, write me a poem about the moon and it's going to be the one that their student gave them. So how do you prove it? Maybe people have some ideas. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know how you're going to prove it. I would just say, hey, hey, man, try to prove I didn't write that. And they can't. They can't. Now, I guess you can do other things, right? You could be like, okay, everyone's going to write a poem about the moon in front of us here in class. No devices. All right. I guess you have to do it that way. But 
everything can't be done in class, especially these days, right? The left wants everything done online. They want to work online. They want to go to school online. So how do you prevent it when it's an online course or it's some kind of homework or test that's given to do at home? How are you going to stop that? I don't know. The answer might be you can't. Maybe we'll start doing this new kind of testing where it's like, who can get their AI to write the best poem about the moon? And that's what it comes down to. I mean, you'd have to have your AI write like 20 poems about the moon, pick out the one you think is best. Hopefully the teacher thinks it's better than the other guys. I mean, this is stupid. So it can get a little iffy. It can get a little iffy, but there are the good things about AI, right? Which is like it can find things that doctors can't. In other words, AI, too bad AI wasn't around three years ago. AI would have been able to know, would have been able to correct Fauci and show him that masks don't work to stop a virus from spreading, that lockdowns don't work to to have. So AI would have the database of knowledge knowing, well, these things have never worked before. So it would spit it out as, no, there's no knowledge of any of this ever working. Too bad AI wasn't around three years ago to correct uh, the Fauci's of the world, huh? And tell them what the truth was. But they also can be used for like things like, uh, you know, finding cancers and stuff and being able to do things that a doctor might not be able to, to catch things that a doctor might miss in diagnosis. In, in, uh, it, it'll have a, a, a total database of cases where it comes to, it can come out, it, law too, law cases. I mean, it can do a lot of good stuff, right? Very quickly. But there's also that bad part. There's also that bad. And look, I know, these same discussions were made 20, 25 years ago when Al Gore invented the internet. When Al Gore invented the internet, it, 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 we were talking about these things also, the positives, the negatives, when Al Gore invented the internet. But, you know, it turned out to be kind of okay, right? I mean, the internet's not that bad, is it? I mean, we spend 90% of our time on, on porn. So 90% goes to porn, which is fine. That's good. That doesn't hurt anybody. And the other 10% is what? So 90% of our time on the internet is porn. And what's the other 10%? Like news, politics, sports, movies, entertainment, I guess, that kind of stuff. Searching for long-lost friends. It's been good to search for long-lost friends. I found some long-lost friends on Facebook and Twitter and like those white pages. So you can do that. I guess that's good, you know. But we haven't used the internet to its, you know, uh, let's put it out, let's put it this way, its greatest possibilities. We really haven't. I mean, I don't think we've even touched the surface of what the internet could do. So are we going to touch the surface of what AI can do? You know, would you say, Daniel, COVID response what? Kind of okay. COVID response would not have happened without the internet. Well, that's interesting. I'm not quite sure what you mean. COVID response wouldn't have happened without the internet. I don't know. Well, well, this is what I know. When I compare, when we compare the response of the 2020-2020 SARS-CoV-2 pandemic to the 1918 flu pandemic, we see big differences in, uh, let's put it this way, um, the amount of time, right? The amount of time we spent on this, that we're three years 
more than three years out now. So that would be 1921 for the 1918 flu. And by 1920, 1919, 1920, especially, no one was even thinking about it anymore, talking about it. And I think a lot of that has to do with the hype and the fear and the hysteria that the media brought on that we didn't have. We didn't have the media, certainly didn't have the internet and social media that we have now back then, right? All we had was uh, newspapers. So it would be, it's much easier now to spread disinformation, fear, and hysteria and keep it going for years and years and years to really fuck up people, people's minds and their psyches that we didn't have the ability over 100 years ago to do that kind of thing, right? I mean, word spread, there was a virus going on, there was a flu going around, and people, you know, they did the mask thing, but from to my knowledge, there weren't really lockdowns, right? I don't think they closed schools for two years. Um, there was no vaccine, obviously. Um, so I think that I know the mask thing kind of happened, didn't work, uh, because what were there, like 50 million deaths, some crazy amount? when the world was a third the size it is now. So it's the mass didn't work, but uh, there wasn't that fear and hysteria. There wasn't that media, the, the, the social media to make it spread like wildfire and keep it going forever. In other words, now we have a, a media and a social media where three years into this, they can still write stories. They can say, in other words, you'll see a story of a new variant, right? Maybe five years from now, they'll write about the new variant. That really wasn't possible back then. It really wasn't, right? So the media, and also the media, you can't even compare. Politicians weren't as big political whores as they are now. The media had real journalists, which we don't have now. So it's a big difference, you know. But I get, I get it how social media and the and the and the internet helped the politicians like Fauci and the left wing media spread misinformation and fear and hysteria like wildfire. And they can bring it back whenever they want, right? Whenever their ratings are low, whenever they need a, whenever they need a boost in ratings, they can bring it back because it sells. They know that. So that we didn't have to deal with back in 1918, right? So in that way, um, it is very possible that real information would take hold back then even better than now, even though science and medicine is 100 years advanced. So that's, I guess that's part of it, right? Uh, and I, I think that it really shows the enemy of the people thing that Trump said about the media really holds because of what they were able to do for the last three years. And they still do it. They still try. You know what it is now? The stories aren't taking hold anymore. Every once in a while, you'll see a story about a, a new variant and this and that. It's, it acts like it acts like the flu or it acts like sinuses or it acts like allergies. But it's really good. And it goes away in a in a 24 hour cycle because it's not. It's just not taking hold anymore, and and they're seeing that. So you're not going to see as much of it because what they do is they it's like they put it out there to see if it's going to take hold, and if it does, they'll go with it, and if not, they'll just drop it. So this is the look. This is the state of journalism. It's a state of journalism. It's a, it's in a it's in a bad a bad place. Daniel, you're on, and let's be heard. Hello. Hey. How's it yeah. going tonight? Okay. <laughs> there are some. Um, I'm, st I'm. I've still got a cough. You still have a cough. Yeah, I've still got the cough. I tell you, um, if I was sitting next to you on Bart, I'd get up and move. Of course you would. Of course <laughs> you would. Yeah, you'd probably have a bucket over your head too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. You, you remember um, how long it took before everyone, everybody, um, to start um, disparaging the internet? I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, mid to late uh, uh, 1990s, um, you know, everyone was all excited about the internet, but it didn't take too long before everyone was, you know, laughing and poking fun at anyone that uh, quoted anything from the internet. You know. Uh, so you don't find bullshit everywhere on the internet, right? Um, and, and the same thing is 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 already happening with uh, Chat GPT um, and uh, chatbots in general. Um, it is just so easy to get these things to just talk nothing but sh- nothing but shit. Um, I have had had many uh, little fun excursions onto Chat GPT to see um, just how um, stupid it can be, and it can be incredibly stupid. Uh, I mean, if if you want to um, search at the level of like a middle school science project or something like that, you can probably get something that would be passable that a kid could, you know, uh, borrow from or even steal outright and turn it into. Um, but anything beyond that, it's total garbage. Um, I, t- I get on there and, and I ask it questions that I know it's going to screw up royally. Um, the things that have to do with medicine, things that have to do with physics. Uh, and it, the thing that it does the absolute worst at so far, I've found, is the analysis of music. <laughs> it, 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 it can... It can BS its way on, on a number of things in, in science, and it is just a champion bullshitter when it comes to so much of science. Um, but ask it a question about music, um, music analysis, and it's it's absolutely hilarious. Uh, I, I there's there's one uh, jazz tune that I'm interested in. Uh, it's called Out of Nowhere. Um, it's, and I'm interested in it because it's got an, an unusual progression, and from the sake of what you call functional harmony, it doesn't sound unusual to anybody, but the progression is, is kind of odd. It's still, it's got all the, the functionality of what we call in, 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 in uh, harmony. It still sounds harmonically functional, but it's got an interesting odd chord progression that um, at the, in the first few bars. So I asked chat GPT to uh, do a harmonic and functional analysis of uh, the tune out of nowhere. And it gets one thing right. It says that the the first few bars are unusual. But then after that, it gets the chord progression totally wrong. I mean, it's not even in the ballpark, you know. You might as well say that, you know, the, fir- the first two chords are actually a, a G major seventh or a G6 and followed by an E flat dominant seventh. You may not know what that means, but... Imagine, I'm totally, I'm totally lost. I'm totally lost. Yeah, but imagining, but imagining ChatGPT coming back and telling you, well, the first two chords are an F sharp minor, and the second chord is a B flat major. You know, you couldn't pick two more wrong chords, um, and it's just telling you, you know, a, a total bullshit progression. It's not even the right progression. It's getting words right because it's 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 searching all over the internet. And it's and it's finding language that indicates that the first um, chords in the in the song, the first few bars, are an unusual progression. But then it just gets the progression totally wrong, and then it and then it starts analyzing it the, the progression, and it just gets everything about that wrong. It's just amazing how bad. I mean, so it's totally it can, off when it comes. Oh, to it is. It it, it, yeah. it might have just taken. It might as well have just taken random words. I mean, it's just, it's 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 like a schizophrenic word salad. Um, it, they might as well have just taken random words and strung them all together 
Um, it would have done just as well at, as at analyzing this, this song. And, and I've, I've asked it questions about um, quantum field theory, and it will spout, spout back to me stuff about quantum mechanics. It's so stupid that it doesn't know the difference between quantum mechanics and quantum field theory. But and then is it going to correct get, it? Is it going to get And then they'll say, oh, I'm sorry. And, and, and then it'll go on and continue trying to go to the next level of bullshitting. Is it going to get smarter as time goes on? Well, um, it, it, I, I don't know if it gets smarter because it depends on us for the smart. All right. it does is of it's course. a large language model that's yeah. calling through stuff that we have written on the Internet. And we already know, as we just talked about at the beginning of this discussion, that so much of that's on the Internet is just absolute bullshit. And, 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 and so it is sifting through bullshit. What's it going to give us? Bullshit in, bullshit out. I mean, what's the difference, though? This is a little confusing to me. What's the difference between if I want to find out something about an issue? What's the difference in me googling it or going to Chat GPT? Speed mostly. Okay. Speed uh, mostly, but speed um, it, it, it has some reciprocal relationships there, as everything in the world does. There's reciprocity everywhere, as I like to say. Um, with the speed that you get from chat GPT, you just get a tremendous amount of, of bullshit. Uh, it, it, and, and if you were to call through information on your own, and if you have some background in whatever the subject is, enough to understand when you're being bullshitted or not, then you could eventually on, you know, using what you got between your ears and the information is out there could eventually come to some sort of conclusion is in, is the internet going to help me understand this or not? But with chat GPT, it, it almost always gives you an answer and it's almost always bullshit. If it's something that is beyond elementary. Well, like I, I think I had said this about a month ago. I went on and I said I'd asked Jack, I asked, I asked Chat GPT to give me something, give me some negative points, write something negative about Tony Fauci, and it said I'm not, I can't do this. Something to that effect, where I, I, I don't, something like don't do negative stuff about people. I don't know. It was some ridiculous answer. Obviously, it's run. The thing is, then when you write, give me um, like ten great points about Fauci. It has no problem doing that. And I had to change the wording. I think I had said something like uh, I, I had used a negative word when it came to asking for all these negative points about Fauci. Then I said something like critiques or criticisms. And then it gave me a few. So it depended on how I I had to word it in a very certain way yeah. for it to do it. If I you know, if I word it like basically, yeah, give me give me 10 fucked up things Fauci's done. <laughs> it's going to say I can't do that. I don't know how to do, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah. if you write, a, like, you know, give me 10 critical points yep. of Fauci, then, then it'll do it. Then yeah, it'll do it. It's, it's not all that much different than, than getting um, more really specific with your Google word searches and putting things in quotes, et cetera, to make sure that, that, that it shows up verbatim. I mean, um, yeah, that's, that's the way you got to treat chat GPT. Um, it, it, it is, is very similar to the way you do and, and learn to over the years do um, better and better Google searches. Uh, it's, it's, <coughs> excuse me. Um, but uh, I, I have had I had an interesting discussion on chat GPT with the bot about a week or more ago. And um, it was about transgender stuff. And I first started out by asking it, are you capable of learning 
and then passing on what you learn in the discussion with me to, to the rest of the world. And it said, yes. So I continued on with the discussion and I eventually got it to admit that transgender, the transgenderism stuff is all about, is nothing more than gender dysphoria and that no, we do not need to be accepting of people. Because uh, one of the first things it said is, is, is in my um, questions about it uh, to, to about transgenderism was that we needed to be accepting and affirming of people's uh, uh, gender identities. And then I finally, after talking to it for a while, convinced it that no, we don't need to, that, to do that. And that is actually a very negative thing. And then I asked it, will you in the remainder of your discussions with people about the subject, drop out that um, uh, a few sentences where you said it was important to affirm people's gender identity because you now understand this is harmful. And then it responded that yes, it would. So immediately got on Twitter and I, and, and I told a few people that, that um, the chatbot GPT said it was no longer going to say that it's important to affirm people's gender identity, whatever the shit that means, whatever the fuck that means. Um, and I wanted a few people to check it out for me to see if it was if it was true. I didn't get any responses back from anybody on that, but I'm still really curious whether the um, whether it learned from me at least momentarily. Um, and, and stop doing that or not, because if it is learning from people, then people are going to get on there. The wokesters are going to get on there and they're going to demand well, that, already, that the chat GPT yeah. goes, goes back, reverts yeah. to the, the, the affirming shit. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and, but there's and, already and, the criticism that it's been ruined by lefties that lefties are, are oh yeah yeah yeah, no, yeah. There's, there's no doubt about that there's no doubt that that, that build into these language models there is a extreme bias so i mean it, it's 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 not just a large language model it's a large language model put some built-in bias into the algorithm now do you think that this the the, the greatest fears that it can like take over us that it can say that chat that this AI, let's not say ChatGPT, because it's going to grow from that. Let's say AI can say, you know what? It could be like HAL 2000 in, in, in uh, 2001. That's, yeah, I don't think that is anywhere, any, I don't think that is the fear that we should be having with regard to AI. The fear that I think we should be having with regard to, with regard to AI is that people will use it and they will pretend. As, the, 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 as, as though they have some expertise and they won't be smart enough and sophisticated enough to understand when this thing is bullshitting people. Right. So we're going to have a whole lot of bullshit propagating really quickly. And mm -hmm. it's not going to be all that much different in consequence with respect um, compared to the bullshit and the hysteria that, that, that propagated very quickly in the last three years. And, and so Hal isn't going to have to take us over. Uh, Terminator uh, robots uh, uh, and Mercury. Uh, what, what, what was that? Uh, was that Terminator 2, the Mercury guy? Yes. Um, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's not what we have to be afraid of. What we have to be afraid of with AI is each other. Yeah. And, you know, you know, when, whenever this stuff starts up, people come up with the most extreme things, right? Like AI will be able to launch the nuclear codes, like in War Games, the movie War Games, you yeah. know, and you'll be able to take over the government. And But you're right, though. It really has to be a person that does it, right? People. Well, it's not only this. that people have to do it. But people are going to be the ones that are going to be the ones to use it. And, and just like... 
I mean, just like uh, COVID blew up into what it was because of the internet, you're going to have a whole lot of other weird shit blow up just because uh, we're going to have chatbots out there that people are going to be relying for on inf yeah. for, for information and insight when it, it just won't have the information or insight to give us. Just I mean, just look at what happened last few years, and I mean, this hysteria could not have been anywhere near as effective without the internet. Well, geez, what do you think is going to happen when we have something that's even easier to use? Even you can get bullshit even faster, and bullshit that's harder for lot most people to detect as bullshit. Right, right. Yeah, no, I think it has great potential. But also we have to kind of be, you know, moderating our uh, beliefs. Uh, you know, it, it, it may it may not be as great as we think it's going to be, and it may not be as dangerous as we think it's going to be. But I it's, think it has potential. Yeah, it's, it's going to be um, – it isn't going to be that much more important to the Internet um, when it comes to actual utility – like I said, it's going to be dangerous, and it's going to be dangerous not because of bots that are going to take over the yeah. world, but, but because of how people use it, how stupid people use it, just like stupid people using the Internet and promoting hysteria. It's going to – similar sort of things are going to happen. Well, what, we're 25 uh, years it, when, it, when it comes to its utility, um, it's going to be falling very, very flat. When did Al Gore invent the Internet? Like 25 years ago? What's that? Like that? I think so, Right. About 25 years. What was your question? I guess I couldn't hear. I said, when did Al Gore invent the internet? Was it? Oh, yeah. 20, was it? No, it was, it was more like 30 years ago when he invented it. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Back when DARPA started. I mean, that's right. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah, well, for, for much longer than 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Al was, yeah, yeah. Geez, we all know how ahead, uh, how ahead of the game Al was, yeah. Yeah, look, look at how 30 years into this thing I'm using it. I, I'm on Twitter, then I do a podcast, then I go on Pornhub. That's that's my use of the internet. <laughs> so it's like, it's, I don't think I'm getting the most out of it yet. Give me another thirty years. Okay, yeah, fine. yeah. I think that was some of the first uses of the internet was porn. Um, <laughs> you, you, you know, that's it, it's an inter interesting uh, discussion. Is porn, porn on the internet? I, I think it is really messing up um, our is especially for men is messing up um, um, people's relationships, uh, physically messing up people's relationship. There is a rhythm to sexual activity that is very much disturbed with online pornography. And I think it is causing all kinds of men across the country, I'm hearing reports of this a lot, it's causing all kinds of erectile dysfunction across the, <laughs> because there is a rhythm like I said, there's a rhythm to, to natural sexual activity, and which is totally interrupted when when people are using porn on the internet. They'll be going from one video to a next, whatever, and if they get, get they get excited, then they get unexcited, and it, cre <laughs> it creates a weird dynamic that human <laughs> beings um, sexually do not know what to do with, and it's causing all kinds of. Uh, erectile dysfunction is 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 what I'm hearing. You put this terrible image in my head now of, of getting excited and getting unexcited. <laughs> well, well, it's 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 building this um this this kind of 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 um 
a different trajectory to sexual activity um, yeah. that that that's that that has never really been there in our evolution evolution and it's yeah I, I, I'm hearing I'm hearing lots of, of people um, in, in the medical world talking about uh, erectile dysfunction a lot now it used to be that you know by the time uh, most right for forty percent of women of men by the time they were forty have had some little problem here or there with uh, with um, erectile dysfunction um, I'm hearing reports that it is very 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 much higher than that now and a lot of it seems to be because of, of of internet porn and people are suggesting now that it has to do with a, a very different uh, um, rhythm and trajectory to sexual activity real sexual activity and and sexual involvement with with the images on uh, and in video sound etc on the internet it's it's just it's just a unnatural thing that um that is then interfering when people then go out into the natural world and actually have to perform real sex without it, without the without the assistance. Well, not just without yeah. the assistance; it's a different different rhythm to it, and a, a different trajectory to it, and it, it is screwing up people's men's ability to simply keep an erection because of it. It is, and this these are men that don't have physical problems. With respect to, to rectal dysfunction, it's psychological problems. When when they are expecting different types of activity, um, different types of visual responses and visual cues or whatever, because of the way that they might use uh, internet porn, and then that's not happening in real life, it, and it's something that they become adapted to in in the internet world. Yes. Um, it, it just it destroys the rhythm, and and but but. The good thing that I'm that I'm hearing is that if um, if you get just get away from it, you can fix the problems. Or you can take a pill. We have pills for that, Dan. Or you can take or you can take a pill. <laughs> yeah. If if you want to do that, you you could you could. I mean, you, um, whether most men are going to want to do that, um, I think there's a lot of of of. of I think there's a lot of dysphoria um, surrounded that that that's um, that I see creeping in, in um, to, uh, um, to 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 internet porn. I mean, th th there's a dysphoric yeah. feeling associated with it. That you know, at first there might be some excitation, like like when um, uh, you know when we were when we were kids and you found a Playboy, you know, yeah, or well, something. Those days are. Those days of that discovery with internet porn long gone. Long yeah, gone. yeah. But now, you, now you're inundated with this with this stuff, and um, it's it's really messing with both young people and old and sure. people's people's heads. Um, I wish there was more talk about it because it seems to be kind of of um, both on the left and the right. It seems to be avoided. On the left, it's avoided because people seem to think that you're being some, you know, Puritan um, when you discuss things like this. And on the right, they just they just they avoid it just because of, out of embarrassment. You know, they don't I, like to talk about sexual stuff. I kind of find internet porn now becoming much more mundane and boring. It's boring. It's not. There's nothing unique. And you know what happens with this kind of stuff? What people do is they then continue to like search for like different stuff, like go into like deep Google into deep porn and find, find stuff that's different and not just so mundane and boring. And you really can't, I mean, it's, it's basically just very 
dull stuff after yeah. a while. There's there's it, nothing about it that's uh, that's so titillating. I wouldn't say. Well, now bring this back around to our chat GPT discussion. And like we said, one of the first themes uses that people had of the internet was posting porn. Think of what's already, you know, this has already got to be happening out there in chat on, on, with um, AI, not, not necessarily uh, large language model chatbots, but uh, AI that is that are producing images and are producing voices, voices well, uh, and music. I mean, yeah. you already have uh, people that are ripping off people like Drake, uh, Drake, who I hate. I mean, why would anyone listen to Drake? Well, and I know people who are getting in, so involved in it where it's like it's like becoming their friend. It's becoming their best friend. That's yeah. scary stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's scary. You, you have you, you have the you have uh, AI that's imitating uh, people's uh, voices, as you're pointing out, singing mm -hmm. voices. Mm -hmm. um, they're going to be imitating people physically um, as well. Yep. There's a lot of deep fakes there. So just think of what the next stage of of uh, uh, online porn is going to look like when AI starts getting involved. It's it's going to it's going to be. It, it, I think people will ultimately realize that it is simply no substitute for real sexual activity. I was just, you know, that, that song just came into my head, right? There ain't nothing like the real thing, real thing baby. baby. Yeah, nothing yeah, around yeah. the real thing. It's yeah. true. And, and, right? and, it's, and then I think they're going to realize that how much it is damaging their relationships and how, but it's going to take a while. It's, 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 it's there's going to be this initial curiosity just like there was with uh, internet porn there's going to be ai curiosity um and we'll see it's going to be a um <coughs> an arms race of sorts um uh, uh um between ai and our good senses um you know our good senses to see how much it, much it is is um is destroying our relationships with with others and, sure. and and that we need those relationships. I mean, this we learned that lesson or should have learned it big time mm. um, during the last three years, how much we all need each other. Just, and and uh, uh, I don't want any AI podcasts. I want people have to listen to me. I'm a real person. No, yeah. no AI podcasts. And you know, that's you coming. Know, it's you coming. Know, but you know, it's coming. Yeah, yeah of course it's coming. Yeah, There's no doubt yeah. about it. Yeah, An AI yeah. podcast. Yeah. 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 Right. Well, well just one, one last quick point um, to sort of wrap it up. I had this uh, a discussion with um, a longtime um, friend and musician friend of, of mine is that, that I've known since high school. And um, we were talking about uh, uh, AI and music and what it is doing, <laughs> imitating voices, you know, writing its own music. It's all shit, but, but it nevertheless, <laughs> people will listen to the shit mm -hmm. because it isn't a lot of shit. Um, it, but uh, the discussion basically ended up with both of us um, thinking that music is going to fracture. Um, music, you had this overlap uh, previously between people that uh, enjoy making music um, that is enjoy the doing, and it was very it's a very joyful experience. And then there's the people that consume music, and right. they got enjoyment out of it too. Yep. And there was considerable overlap between the two. I mean, you enjoy making music, and other people benefit from hearing that music, um, and, and they enjoy it as well. I I see a a um, fracture that is going to go on here, and there's going to be two kinds of music involvement. There's going mm -hmm. to be um, the consumption of music and there's going to be the making of music and unlike in the past where there was considerable overlap there will be very little overlap people will be making music because they for the joy of making music 
and people will be listening to really shit music because they just don't have any they don't have, they have very limited exposure to anything else because that's all they're going to get is shit music because it's going to be cheap it is that's right there's no doubt about it hey yeah. before you go are you still suspended from twitter for about another 24 hours apparently <laughs> okay this is hilarious daniel and i both got a seven-day suspension for doing the exact same thing about a year apart. About a year ago, I went on Twitter and I said one of our local board of supervisors need to be tarred and feathered. I don't know how long it took. And it was the exact same supervisor, which was hilarious. And it's the exact same supervisor. And this is a year apart. Yeah, and And, and I didn't, I had no idea that you had done this with these guys. Well, because this particular supervisor should be tarred and feathered. (laughs) (laughs) And and run out of town. I don't know if you put run out of town, but I put run out of town on there. And we both got suspended. Now, my suspension was pre-Musk. And Daniels was was post Musk, yes, and which doesn't make as much sense because come on, tarred and feathered is a violent threat. What in eighteen fifty? What are we talking about here? It's so it's, stupid. It's an idiom, it, of course. It's just it's an idiom used expression. against politicians since the beginning of time. Yes, yes, <laughs> you yes. know. It, so, but my suspension on yours, unlike yours, mine happened instantaneously because a bot got a hold of it. Yeah, so we're trying to get to Elon. I, you know, I, I've, I I try to get to Elon Musk, right? Now, he, there's this thing on Twitter. I'm sure everyone has experienced this. Well, I do because I curse a lot. So if you if you write a tweet with a curse word, and it can be fuck, <laughs> shit, whatever it may be, motherfucker, you'll get a pop-up. And it'll say, oh, yes. most people on Twitter don't <laughs> use this kind of language. People yeah. feel uncomfortable. Are you sure you yeah. want to send this? And I always say, yes, I'm sure. And I Every said, single so time. I took a screenshot of it and I sent it to Elon. I said, Elon, can we just please get rid of this shit? We're not all 12-year-old Mormon missionaries here. Yes. Okay, <laughs> Our eyes aren't going to bleed. Our adult eyes aren't going to bleed in the year 2020 from the word shit or fuck. Of course, he doesn't get back to me, but about 30 people have retweeted this to him. So hopefully he'll take a look at that and say, you know, this is kind of silly. It's pointless. You can send the tweet anyway. So it's pointless to have that there. Wait, was there a poll taken? Do most Twitter users don't like curse words? They all use them. I don't think that's even I don't think that's even true. I think people prefer curse words. Of course, there's an art. It's an art form to cursing properly. Of course, yeah. of course. Yeah, but come on, we're pay, all people adults. People take great pride in their cursing. This isn't for kindergartners. This is for adults. I mean, come yeah. on, stop it. This yeah. ridiculous. You know, I, I want. He still has to change certain things. Okay, he has to change certain things, including you can say a politician should be tarred and feathered, and you shouldn't get a seven day suspension for that. Okay. No, you should get a bucket of tar and feathers delivered to your doorstep. <laughs> Amazon. Yeah, there should be an U- Uber's Eats. There should be Uber's feathers, Uber's tar and feather. Yeah. <laughs> and you can send it to the politicians. Exactly. Door. Have exactly. Have it delivered. Yeah. And say, and say, dip, dip yourself, dipshit. Yeah. <laughs> Self-use. Self-use. Yeah. Daniel, thanks. I yeah, good night. All right, you too. Okay, so we're going to get to Bill. Bill's waiting. waiting. Um, and, uh, we're going to get to Bill, but I'm going to play, I want to get, I want to play something because Bill, you might want to comment on this or anyone else might want to comment. So I don't know if you've heard about this, but the Oakland A's broadcaster, Glenn Kuyper, the brother of Dwayne Kuyper, Dwayne does play by play for the Giants and Glenn does play by play for the 
Oakland A's, soon to be Las Vegas A's. And he was on the road, and I think it was in Kansas City, right? Kansas City? Yes. And so, you know, as these broadcasters often do, baseball is such a long game, not quite as long as it used to be before the pitch clock, but still very long, still there for two and a half, three hours, and you, you vamp, you talk about stuff. And when they're on the road, they often talk about what they've done on the road, right? So he was sharing with the audience here in the Bay Area what he had done on the road. And this is a little clip of what he said they had done on the road the day before, on their off day or whatever it was. Here we go. Sorry. Please. had a phenomenal day today. Nigger League Museum and Arthur Bryant's Barbecue. We had a phenomenal day today. Nigger League Museum and Arthur Bryant's Barbecue. We had a okay, sorry, I don't want to keep playing this. Okay, so he said, you heard what he said, right? Um, so he had to come on and apologize for that. Now, uh, the question is, should he even have to apologize for that? It was a slip. He didn't mean to say that. He's not stupid, okay? Um, even if he was the most racist person in the world, which he's not, uh, he wouldn't be stupid enough in the year 2023 in the Bay Area of all places to say that in Oakland of all places, 90 percent black. So he slipped. Now, there could be a couple of reasons why he slipped. One is it's called the Negro League. I thought even Negro wasn't a word they didn't like. I can't call someone a Negro, can I? Of course not. So they don't even like the word Negro anymore. So why do they keep that name in this woke world? Why haven't they changed the name to the African-American League Museum? And why haven't they changed the name to the African-American League? Why do they keep it the Negro League and the Negro League Museum when they hate the word Negro? I don't get that. But anyway, so my feeling is <clears throat> if this was called the African-American League Museum, of course, Glenn Kuyper would never have said that. He would have said the African-American League Museum. But because the words, the word he used, which I usually say, but I just won't say it right now. And, uh, and, and Negro are, are kind of similar, and they're both looked down upon. He got screwed up, and he probably thought to himself, don't say that word. And he psyched himself out, and he said that word. Now, most people, I don't know Glenn Kuyper, doesn't seem like a racist guy, and everyone who knows him says he's the opposite of a racist. Um, but, of course, they've suspended him, and word is they will fire him for that. Um, this is a very sick world we live in, where someone can get even suspended for a minute for that, but fired for it. A guy who has been a broadcaster for the Oakland A's for decades, for decades. Um, everyone that knows him likes him. Everyone has written about him saying they've never seen anything racist about the guy whatsoever. But what really pisses me off, on top of the wokeness and him getting suspended and fired for such a thing, is that the people who are screaming this are the ones who use it all the time when they talk to their own people. I see it all the time in the street. Hey, and hey, and hey. And, so do they have any, why don't they have any problem with that? Why don't they call out their own people for constantly using that word they despise to each other? Where's the equity? Why can they use that word, but anyone else who's not black can't? I don't understand it. Is there a freedom of speech clause that says one race can use words and others? First of all, this freedom of speech clause says we can use any fucking word we want. But 
but liberals don't care about freedom of speech. You'll never hear the right saying someone needs to be fired for misstating something, for slipping. It's never the right. It's always the left because they hate freedom of speech. They just don't believe in it. We know that. And it goes beyond the N-word. It goes to it in Twitter and, and sharing your opinions and sharing news and sharing facts about COVID or whatever it may be. They hate the First Amendment. They hate the first two amendments. So they hate the most two the two most important, the two amendments that were on the tops of the minds of the founding fathers, freedom of speech and, and freedom to own guns, the left hates. They hate both amendments. They wish they weren't there. In other words, they wish we lived in communist China because they don't have those amendments. You don't have freedom of speech in communist China. You don't have the right to own a gun in communist China unless you're an authoritarian part of the government. And you're, unless you're in the government and authoritarian, then you can have a gun. But you can't have a gun if you're a citizen to defend yourself. So liberals are commies. I used to think that was silly. It's not. They are. They rather they like communism more than democracy. They'd rather have communism than the Constitution. There's no doubt about it. They prove it every day. They prove it every moment of every day. But of course, it's not the right. It's not the people who love the Constitution who want Glenn Kuyper fired. It's the left, mostly blacks who use the word all the time and never, ever criticize their own for using it. I never hear that. I never hear that they feel their own should be fired and censored for using that word. No, it's only us. We can't use it, but they can. Okay. We're persona non grata for using it, but they're allowed to use it because it's slang. Well, here's the way it should be. This is actual life. If I'm describing something to you, right? If I'm saying he used this word, okay? And even the way Blacks use it among each other. Unless they're in a fight and they're mad at each other, they don't use it in the derogatory word. They use it like, hey, buddy. Hey, man. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, buddy? So I don't actually think there's anything wrong with that. But there's no consistency. Glenn Kuyper there, he wasn't disparaging people. He wasn't looking at a black person and using the word disparage them. He was describing something. Okay? He was describing a museum. And he used one uh, word that's not allowed, that's taboo, instead of another word, which is supposedly never allowed, unless you're talking about the Negro Leagues, which makes fucking no sense. There's no consistency with these people whatsoever. OK, there's no consistency with them. But that we live in a world now where someone who has, let's say, 30 years under their belt of being a good person not a racist bone in their body, never did anything racist, people love them, has had a career, a solid career for 30 years, could be wiped off the face of the earth. Just for that shows how sick this world is. What a sick, sick, twisted world we live in. To say we're slipping and sliding towards third worldism would be an understatement. We're already there. This is already a third world banana republic here, okay? Where there's no First Amendment really. There really isn't freedom of speech here. There isn't. If you can be fired for that, there's no freedom of speech. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear, oh, it doesn't mean, it means you can't go to jail. But we know you can go to jail. People have gone to jail for doing it. They've been eliminated. They've been censored. They've been crucified by the left. The government has been involved in censoring. Well, well, it's not really the First Amendment, man, unless the government's involved. First of all, bullshit, okay? The founding fathers believed in free speech across the board. 
But we also see government involvement, like with the Twitter files. Government was directly involved in censoring people. So government, Biden, was involved in bashing the First Amendment, in breaking the law of the First Amendment. Okay? They were. And they're constantly doing with the Second Amendment because they constantly want to take guns away, make it more difficult, take this kind of gun away, take this gun away here. Of course, that is going against the law of the Second Amendment because they hate freedom of speech and they hate freedom to own guns. They despise the first two amendments, but they don't have the balls to ever just say, we hate them. We want to change them. Let's change them. You know why? Because their approval would be minus 36 instead of plus 36, the lowest in 80 fucking years for this demented, Alzheimer-ridden president we have now. End of rant. Hello, Bill. What's up tonight? Hey, Mike. <laughs> How are you, Bill? Oh, well, I, you got your, you know, it, it usually happens a couple times a week you get into a rant, you know? It's entertaining. It's interesting. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. <laughs> we got a we got events, you know. It's crazy oh, world. It is. It I really mean, is. I mean, come on, give me a break. Could you imagine? Would you ever have imagined a time where one word can end a a man's thirty year career? Well, you know, a couple examples of that was Jimmy the Greek and Howard Cosell. Remember that? Well, uh, what did Cosell. Jimmy the Greek say? Jimmy the Greek said something that was anti-racist he actually was giving black people the credit he was saying all all jimmy i was there in new york when he said it right it was new york i recall what he said he yeah talking he said about, that yeah, black yeah. people because of slavery and genetics are, are physically more superior to white people and are often better in sports because didn't he say that that's basically what he said right but what i think got him in trouble but i i don't think it should have is he said that the slave owner is one of the strongest men to breed with in other words it was he equated to like breeding that the slave owners wanted the uh, the strongest men to breed with the strongest women to create the strongest offspring. Yeah, well, and, so that's a that's a yeah. that's what you call a viable theory. Right? No, it was based on reality too. I mean, that's yeah, exactly what. Yeah. Right, and so he didn't mean it in a. And they, he was saying that's why the. the Overall, so much more superior in sports, you know. We well, meant uh, it in an informative way, right? It right, was an informative right. way. But I remember the Jimmy the Greek thing, which I thought was ridiculous, because actually, in essence, what he was saying was black people are superior physically. How, how does that get you fired? How is that racist? I don't understand. It, it, I didn't think it was, but it was worse than that. He ended up back on the strip, uh, like broke over a period of time. He, he, tried to gamble because he lost his job so he was got into gambling and he actually ended up from what i read about it in a pretty desperate place where he was almost like uh desperate and uh his clothes were dirty he was unshaved and he eventually passed away i think in a terrible That's place. Horrible. Just, i didn't know yeah. that part i didn't know that i didn't understand that part i, I didn't i didn't i didn't hear that That's i guess I, because yeah. they just canceled him he kind of went away Right. After that, you know, but my question, to, what was the other person you mentioned? Howard Cosell, who remember he was, I think it was a Redskin game. And he referred to one of the running backs who was very uh, good running back. I can't remember the running back's name, a, a black fella. And he, he referred to him. He said, look at that little monkey go. I think is what he said. That's my recollection. I but I don't remember Howard Cosell ever being canceled. 
Yeah, that ended it for him. He, in fact, he asked Ali because, of course, he and Ali had a good rapport. Oh, right, you know, right, to vouch for him that he's not a racist. Yeah, uh, he asked Ali to kind of vouch for him. Apparently, Ali wouldn't take that public in any way. But if you also record, you had Muhammad Ali with the black gorilla punching the gorilla, saying I was going to get the gorilla in Manila, referring to Joe Frazier. Well, did remember he say that? the gorilla? Yeah. I don't, I don't remember that. I don't remember. I just remember the thriller in Manila. But I don't remember the gorilla. Yeah, it, yeah thriller, he's going to get the gorilla and the thriller in Manila. And he had a black gorilla and he was punching it. That's I my recollection. Think anything people are canceled for and their lives are destroyed for are deserving. The only thing I thought was in as close as you can come to the category of being racist. Do you remember Al Campanis, the Dodgers guy? Uh, the, of the Dodgers. Uh, the name's. Yeah, when Ted Koppel had him on, and they were talking about the lack of black managers back then in baseball. Okay. And Al Campana said, well, look, the fact of the matter is, and once again, I'm paraphrasing, blacks don't have the don't have the mental capacity to be managers. That's what he said. Now, that's pretty racist, right? <laughs> blacks aren't smart enough to be managers. So, but Ted Koppel gave him a chance. He said, Al, I want you to realize what you just said. And I'm giving you a chance, mm. you know, to, uh, you know, change your, what you just said. And Al mm. said, no, no, I, I, I stand by that. They're, they just don't have the mental capacity for the job. And, of course, Al was gone. Now, that well, is pretty racist. You know, that's that's kind of the opposite of Jimmy the Greek. He, this theory is saying black people are too stupid to be managers. They're not smart enough to be the head of a team, which is, of course, racist. You know, so that's. The only thing I can think of in my lifetime where I was like, okay, this is pretty fucking racist. First of all, it's not true, and it's stupid to say such a thing. So you should just be fired for that. But it's as close as you could get. But everything else you've talked about, and this thing with Glenn Kuyper, there's no, there's no racism here. What I was going to say is we're all a product of the situation we grew up in, and we have memories stored in our subconscious and and things we heard said by our parents or our relatives or whatever and maybe we said when we were younger but that we have changed and don't say but something would trigger us sometimes it happens in an argument typically with someone a conflict but anything can trigger uh what's uh, unconscious memory or pattern and and like you said it's a slip you know what I mean? Or it comes out like I'm like when you look at Kosell, he always had a great rapport and great respect for Muhammad Ali. He wasn't a racist. You know what I mean? And uh, and so there's an example. He, he parroted something he probably maybe used and said when he was much younger or heard his dad say or the people who grew up around. You know what I'm trying to say? And so to, to take a man's career away based on one comment as opposed to looking at the entirety of his behavior, of you had a... Right. Yeah. And, Look, yeah. if there's a person who, like, you know, people know behind the scenes, they're incredibly racist. They're an asshole. Right. There have been several incidents, but, you know, they've been important to the organization. They let it go by. And then you do something like that. Then you go, OK, fuck you. Final straw. You're gone. But from right. all reports, <laughs> you know, remember, this is a guy who's worked for an organization in Oakland, Oakland. OK, <laughs> so if you're racist, you're not going to last. 
You're not going to land. So obviously he's not a racist. And I know him and his brother are great people. They're not racist. They're fucking the Bay, the Bay Area liberals. I, I know Duane a little bit better than Glenn, but they're fucking mm-hmm. Bay Area liberals. They were talking about masks all the time, how important it was to get masks and vaccinated. They're uh. Bay Area liberals. It's ridiculous to say that this guy is racist. Now, I'm telling you what happened because they use the word Negro, which I thought they didn't like either. But I guess it gets a pass for the museum because the league was called Negro Leagues. And even in this woke world, they don't want to change it to African-American League. So if that if the name had been changed to the more woke appropriate African-American League, he never would have said that word. But because right. the other word is is also seen as close a to it. word yeah. and it's too close to it. Exactly. That's yeah. why he said it. That's why you said it. But, I mean, he apologized right away. He didn't even realize what he said. The, right, that's what I meant. The analysts didn't even realize he said it. Because in their minds, they heard Negro. They thought and heard Negro. So it's, it's not like his color, his, color, his color analysts didn't even look at him, didn't stop for a beat. They didn't, they didn't even know what he had said until afterwards someone had said, Glenn, do you realize what you just said? He said, oh, my God. And he came back on and said, I really want to apologize. I don't, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's human. Not We're good enough. Gonna... Not good enough. With the with the yeah. woke mob, not good enough, Bill. Yeah, well, you, you know, you made a good point earlier too, and regarding like if we make an equivalency, like to Ali referring to Frazier, he also referred to him as an Uncle Tom, which is totally untrue. Frazier came up, you know, hardworking, uh, training, working in a meat uh, uh, packing uh, plant. I mean, he was anything but an Uncle Tom. You know what I mean? But. Ali would do that to create uh, a rivalry, you know what I mean, right. and uh, uh, media attention. And he had no trouble throwing Fraser under the bus to do it. And like I said, having the gorilla in his hand and punching the gorilla and, you know, mocking Fraser And, and that that's why Fraser hated him so bad. You know, it took, you know, over their career, they became friends uh, in time. But um, And so and you didn't hear the black community uh, coming to Frazier's side saying, you know, this is racist in a way, what Ali is doing, which it was, you know, I, I thought, I, I was, it turned me off. I liked Ali prior to that. And then I was like, because I also liked Joe Frazier. I liked them both. My dad, we watched those fights a lot, you know, three fights. Right. And, I, and that heavyweight era was so between Ernie Shavers and Norton and Frazier and Ali and Foreman. I mean, it was, it was awesome. You know what I mean? Uh, and yet that I was like, no, no, you don't say that about Joe Frazier. You know what I mean? I yeah. just, you know, and people but that's, don't realize, no. you know, people who don't talk a lot for a living the way, you know, I do talk shows yeah. do people play by play announcers, especially for color for, for mm-hmm. baseball often talk a lot. When you talk yeah. a lot, sometimes you're going to slip. Sometimes sure. the word's not going to come out right. All right. right. It's right. not. So it's ridiculous to hold someone accountable like that, to say, well, you're going to be fired. You're going to lose your career because one word you've said out of 80 million words is a word we'd, is word certain right, words exactly. approve of. It's re- absolutely ridiculous. These, I want someone to try doing that. Just talk, have to talk and talk and talk and talk mm-hmm. and never say anything that's going to turn someone off, that someone's well, going to see as wrong or racist or bad or against their point of view. It's impossible. It's not going to happen. Yeah, he didn't say with animus. He didn't say no, with vitriol. No, he was just trying to explain yeah. where he went. Right, right. And right. he was excited to have gone. Wait, wait, yeah. Uh, how many races go to the Negro League Museum? 
and right. then say how happy they were to go to the Negro. It's absurd. Right. It's, it's it so should be all in context. It really, yeah. it really is. How many white supremacists have been to the Negro League? <laughs> have paid to go to the Negro League? You know, this whole thing, this is this world is getting so sick, Bill. It really is. It, it's. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't like to be dark, even though I know I can be. I don't know. This is not a great time to be around, is it? Once again, I think we got to take the macro, not the micro. There have been worse times, right? Could have been the Nazis, could be the Inquisition, it could be slavery, it could be a lot of things. But I mean, this is just—it's such a—you know what it is? It's a stupid time to be alive. It's stupid. This is all stupid. Yeah, there's so much going on right now, uh, which is kind of a segue into where, what I called about. Um, well, and with, before you. Talk, yeah. which is fine. And the problem is the stupid people, the dumbest people are getting their way. That's the problem. Not us smart people. We, we don't get our way. They're getting their way. And that, that's got to change. Yeah. I mean, uh, I just see it as a agenda um, to divide, have us uh, polarize, um, to create a division um and erode uh, the family unit and uh, take people away from their spiritual life. There's so much. You know, we talked about the porn before. Um, it, it, there's no spirituality in that. You know what I mean? Uh, it's just it's strictly physical uh, gratification, and and uh, there's no connection with another human being. Um, and and there's. There's so much of that today. It's it's not just the porn, but that, like Daniel was saying, we the last several years, if anything, bring it to home how important it is we're we're you know we're inter uh, dependent, we're interdependent. You know, what I mean, as human beings, we're 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 brought up in tribal, you know, uh, units or uh, you know, and. It's very strange, the whole thing. I mean, if you think about it, the old families were multi-generational families all living in a three-story home or, or cramming together. You know, they, you left the kids with with uh, a relative or your mother while you went to work if you had to or a grandma. You know, there was so much interdependence, and it's all been so fractured. And then we have this, obviously... Uh, Something, you know, I'm 62, just anyone listening to kind of put in perspective. When I was growing up, and I've talked about this before, Mike, you, you're either straight, gay, or bi. You know yeah. what I mean? That's right. it. Right. And it was either you're acting appropriate or you're not. You know, if you're, if you're, if you're heterosexual and you're acting in a certain, it, there's a time and place for everything. You're not going to, you shouldn't be doing out in public, which you might do in the bedroom or, or if you want to go to a strip club, that's your choice. But in other words, people acting inappropriately. And then obviously if they get into sexual abuse, it's obviously illegal and it's harmful, but it, it never mattered to me and whether someone was straight gay or bi, but that was it. And nobody had to wear on their sleeve, you know what I mean, and flaunt it and make a big deal about it. It was it's different today. I mean, things that we accepted as normal 
even on TV, we talked about like uh, Archie Bunker, All in the Family, the Jeffersons, and the and the uh, comedy built around the you know the tensions that were yeah. they were trying to break down and heal. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, Mel Brooks, you know, Blazing Saddles. You know, these shows are they wouldn't be made today or movies. You know what I mean? No, because, no. And no. Um, I thought it was healing. I thought it was a good thing to kind of. Break that imagine down. That, imagine that. Periods. That's what you would do now. That's what. Yeah. Uh, that's what they would do now. Norman Lear. If if this incident had happened back then, right? Mm -hmm. They would have Archie taking my side, <laughs> probably, right. and they'd have like you know crazy Rob Reiner, of course, Mike taking the side of you know, oh, this can't be allowed, and that mm -hmm. would be a very funny thing, you know, to right. Archie saying his thing, uh, and Michael doing his thing about this very you know uh, timely issue. Sure. But you couldn't even do that now. They wouldn't even allow you to put that on television. In other words, this whole thing that just happened with Glenn Kuyper, you can't yeah. even talk about it on television. I mean, they'll yeah. talk about it on Fox News and stuff, but the people in broadcasting can't talk about it. They can't no. give their opinion. There's no one who has the balls to go on and say, you know what, this guy's a great guy. This is ridiculous. This is clown car nonsense. Because they'd be fired, right? So you can't yeah. even discuss this. You can't even discuss things that actually happen anymore let alone write a sitcom around it. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course you have George Jefferson and his wife coming over and then they would get into Archie and him. And that was always very well done. You know, where the, the tensions and the would be broken down with the comedy, they get upset with one another and, you know, remember George Jefferson would be all stamping out of there and Archie be, but it was, it, it was real. You know what I mean? It was, it was real. And it, and yeah. it, it was healing. It brought about a healing as opposed to more division, which is what I'm saying. It just seems like there's an agenda well, to create more division. And, yeah, the difference between then and now, Bill, is that the left had more of a sense of humor than they do now. Remember, it mm -hmm. was it was leftists that were writing this stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, Norman mm -hmm. Lear's a leftist. He's a Hollywood. He's not a, he's not a conservative. You know, so mm -hmm. it was leftists who were writing this stuff, realizing that humor was so important to shine a light on this stuff, right? To right. laugh about it. Uh, collectively to laugh together no matter what side you're on whether you're on michael's side or archie's side right. um or in the middle you know and uh you can't even do that now because the left has no sense of humor you cannot laugh about these issues they think you should you think they think you're a bad evil person if you laugh about these things if you do stand-up comedy about it well, as well you know one person is still trying to break those barriers down is dave Chappelle. i know yeah. You know, I know. And yeah. look at the kickback he gets. Oh, yeah. Such criticism. From but he doesn't stop. You know what I mean? There's no, people. Yeah. Because he's I his mean, own person. You credit. have to. You right. Know? So there, there are people out there who are independent, you know, whether they're in country music or they're in comedy, and they're mm -hmm. independent. And they don't need a corporation. They don't have a boss. And mm -hmm. everywhere they go, they sell out. So those venues are going to, allow, are going to book them, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the power of a Dave Chappelle, right? Is that yeah. he he has such a great following that and they go everywhere he goes they show up and sell out that gives him the power to say fuck you basically yeah and he also brings a balance to his comedy you know he, he and he's obviously not racist or bigot or a bigot but and he but yeah he plays on it in his own yeah, comedy i, I talked know? about george carlin right same thing yeah yeah you know, how we miss him yeah you know uh, every time something happens now, I say, oh, shit, I would like to know what George Carlin would have to say about this. You know? Absolutely, yeah. And so we're missing that now. It's, uh, But, 
you know, it's like you said, the leftists are the one who used to follow George Collin, right? So, <laughs> you know, now they would hate him probably. I mean, that, he was their audience when they had a sense of humor, but they don't anymore. They can't laugh at themselves anymore because they take themselves so seriously. They're so fucking self-righteous, Bill. It's that self-righteousness that has killed humor, basically. Yeah, I I hear you, Mike. I kind of um, trying to stay out of that whole fray. You know, I'm I'm not in the public. You know, I'm not. Uh, sometimes I do a little calling room. I get a, hand, a couple people, a handful of people, and that's pretty much it. I just I'm not in that like you. You know, this is your livelihood, and you're. It must be a tightrope for you at times. I would imagine. You in, have what, to in what consider. way? In what way? Well, when you're thinking, I, you know, I've only heard you in this platform. I, I don't, I know you were with WABC before. Oh, it's, yeah, and, yeah. But I mean, just, um, I don't know how long you've been actually been commentating versus being in a, a editing role. I, I mean, I, I don't know much about your career, to tell you honestly. You mean, but, you mean in front of the, ca- in front of the, in front of the camera, in front of the microphone? Is what's yeah. The microphone? Right, 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 right. Well, I've, yeah. it's been in equal parts in my life. You know, I've I've done mm-hmm. both at the same time, many okay. often. Yeah. In fact, both on ABC and KXNT in Vegas, I did both. I did behind the scenes, you know, producing stuff, and okay. and also had my own shows. So I did both. I know both sides of it, you know. And uh, yeah. no, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> much, not much, but there's there's probably twenty twenty five percent of what I say on this show that I could never, ever say if I were on a a major radio station. That's true. Never. If I had a boss and there was a net- mm-hmm. network and there was a CEO and, and, and all that stuff, maybe mm-hmm. stockholders. No, no, no. That's the problem. That's the judgment you have to make. Like if you want to look, there are, there, there are positives, right? More listeners, money, but then there are negatives. You have to kind of tone it down. You have to, yeah. what do you call it? What are they? I don't want to say this cause it's not totally true, but sell out a little bit at least. Right. Sure. You need to sell out a little bit at least. And do you want to do that? Do you need to do that? Right. Um, like Tucker Carlson, right? There's certain yeah. things that he couldn't get away with on Fox, right? Now, if Tucker decides to do his own thing, right. he could probably do a lot more. And he could probably let loose even more than he did on Fox because he has no boss. He has no corporation saying, you can't do that. You're, you're hurting us. You're, you're making it uncomfortable for us. That's the problem. So you have to make Tucker's Tucker's in a great position. He's loaded, doesn't need any money, would totally doesn't have to do another thing at 53. He could retire. Right. But he can also start his own thing and not even worry about making money off it if he doesn't want to and just do his own thing now. That's a really good position to be in. Right. Yeah. Great position to be in. Yeah, a couple of things I'd like to comment on that. When I listened to Megan Kelly today on her, on her YouTube channel, mm-hmm. and she was talking about what's going on. Apparently, he's under contract with Fox till January 2025. Yep. And he's being paid. I guess yep. he was making 20 mil a year. I thought he was making 30. Yeah. I, I get 20 different million reports. he was getting underpaid because Rachel Maddow gets 30. Yeah. And her ratings weren't even half of what his were. Yeah. yeah. And um, so they want to keep him. It looks like. They're still paying him. They haven't actually fired him. They just took his show away. So in a way that she's like, they're paying him. 
mm-hmm. as if to silence him because he has no comp- compete clause and he's still on the contract. They haven't fired him. And so uh, her suggestion to him um, no, would be... No, they have be, fired him, but he has a contract that they have to pay out. That's what it, They fired him from his show, but they can't right, they, stop they paying can't, him. They can't right. stop paying him. Right. So, right. But, what, but I'm sure what he could do is, is he could say, I'm doing my own thing. I mean, I'm sure they would love to save that money. But he would have to, in other words, say, "I don't want you to pay me anymore." Right. He would have to him. break. He would have to break the contract from his end. He'd have to go, and uh, like I said, just uh, do yeah. his own thing, or, right. or, or, or yeah. So, but it was interesting. Um, and what it, you have to remember too, he fit right in with Fox until he started to awaken. He said, even said, "I don't." I saw an, an interview, I don't remember where it was, or a speech where he was saying that he had a realization, because he grew up, his father was a media, that at some point he realized he was embarrassed for the way he parroted the uh, mainstream media line on, on the Iraq war and how he made fun of people who went against Iraq war and how he called people conspiracy theorists and how he, he said he, he suddenly realized at some point that he was messaging what the establishment wanted and that that was wrong. I don't know if you heard him talk about this. And so he started to change. And when he started to change, he started bringing people in like Jimmy Dore and Max Blumenthal from the gray zone and Aaron Mate and uh, Tulsi Gabbard, anti-war. Well, you know, the establishment is pro-war, right? Pro-pharma and vaccine. And he had, Jimmy Dore is completely anti that. Um, and then you have Tulsi, who's anti-war, but also the gray zone, you know what I mean? And so he would bring people in that was, I mean, he changed so radically that he didn't fit in with Fox anymore. You know what no, I mean? he was yeah. not your typical Republican. I mean, he wasn't right. your typical, he was certainly, certainly a conservative, but he's not your typical yeah. conservative talking head. Okay. Right. He wasn't like the. He's not like Hannity, right? He was different. He was no, more not at all. He was more yeah. independent. Let's put it that way, right? Yeah. And I don't know if that turned them off, or it could have. That might have very much turned them off. That he became right. too much of an independent. He wasn't that typical Fox host that they thought he was going to be. That he started out being that way, I guess, seven right. years ago. You know. Right. Right. So I don't know. If I were him, your choice is just collect. The, the 30 million left in the contract and wait until January of 25 to do your own thing or tell them to keep their money and go do your own thing. Now that's the decision he's going to have to make. But my feeling is he'll do that because he's probably going to get that much money, if not even more from the next thing he does. So if I were him, I tell Fox, take your fucking money, go shove it and the contract, go do my own thing. There are rumors was Megan Kelly talking about rumors that him and Elon Musk are talking. Yeah, she mentioned, well, I don't know if she did, but I heard he, he's been talking to Elon and then to Sky Patrick, but David, who's got, offered him 100 mil, but I don't know if that's over one year or several years. It's a lot of fucking money, though. Yeah, it is. <laughs> million. That would be, yeah. be five years at Fox, the 20 million a year. <laughs> so that's yeah. a lot of money. You know, I can't see, if it's a good deal, to me, that's a pretty fucking good deal. You know? Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I don't know if, if uh, he wants to do that or if him and Elon. Elon can certainly afford to pay him that much. So I don't know. You know well, Glenn Beck, a, I was listening to Glenn Beck, and, he's, and he just 
came right out and said, come on over here. He says we can get together and kill it. You know what yeah, I mean? If I, if I were Tucker Carlson, if I was his advisor, if I were his agent, I would say, you know what? Sooner rather than later, cut the umbilical cord. Yeah, me too. Yeah, because yeah. right now he's still a hot name. You don't know if he's still right. going to be a hot name a year and a half from now, right? So right now I'd say strike while the iron's hot, fuck the money, You'll make it. You'll make it. You'll make that ten times that. Just yeah. go somewhere else and do your own thing, which I, he's probably doing. He's probably just, you know, talking behind the scenes, you know. So, um, well, Megan, Megan said that he's using her attorney, and they're trying to get. They're in some type of negotiations to try and, you know, for him for his transition. But she didn't have any more details about it. Yeah, or know? there's also the possibility that Fox is holding him hostage. Right? I don't know if they can though. Is well, there's the non-compete. Can Fox say you can't end the contract, only we can? Or it's got to be mutual? I don't know. The way yeah. she described it, the way, let me just say, my understanding of it is that he's under contract and there's a non-compete clause. And unless he does something to break that, they can... Uh, Hold them hostage? Hold them up, yes, and keep them silent. And that's the way she phrased it. And I don't understand more than that. Other, I'm just parroting what she said. And then, you know, but she, her advice to him was just go do something. And then they'll probably sue you or something, whatever. And then you just deal with it. She said, you're going to make hands full more money. And you're absolutely right. The, the iron is hot now. I think it really, especially yeah. it's a good time for him to break away. And Isn't that, isn't that, isn't there something in like with slavery? Where they can like prevent you from going and getting another job, right? They can they can they can own you and make you. I would think there's something in there that's illegal. That's not legal. Even going back to even though he's making thirty million, hardly a slave. But going back to that idea of not being able you not being a free man and being able to go out and live his life and find other employment. Like I, I can't see how Fox can force him to sit at home for two years. So I I don't I I think she's probably right. Just go do. He'd probably win in court, right? Right. Um, That's what she was saying. Go do your own. Go do your own thing. I can't see how Fox can prevent him. They can stop paying him, but I I can't see how they can prevent him from going because 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 of the non compete clause, the way she described it. So there's some legal hook, but I I I've never been in a contract like that. She has obviously, and she hired an attorney, and so. You know, but you could watch, you know, obviously you can check it out and see what she had to say. Well, maybe here, here's, what Fox, here's what Fox did to themselves. NBC, MSNBC has now beaten Fox, I think for the first time ever or in a long yeah. time, in mm-hmm. demo ratings at 6 p.m., 7 p.m., 8 p.m., 9 p.m., and 10 p.m. on Friday by an average of 35% in each time slot. So Fox News is suffering cataclysmic primetime ratings drop following its firing of Tucker Carlson. So average... Yeah, primetime average demo total viewers. MSNBC has now gone up to 138,000, and Fox News has dropped to 94,000. So CNN and MSNBC have now gained on Fox News, and MSNBC has taken over the, the lead by over what about 50, almost 45,000. It's a lot. That's that's a huge. This decision by Fox is catastrophic. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. It really is. And when it happened, I thought it was dumb business, and now it's even worse than I thought it was going to be because they've lost viewers. People, this proves that people watched because of Tucker Carlson. They watched other shows. He brought them in, and they continued to watch other shows. 
And now that he's gone, they've said, the hell with you. We're not going to watch anymore. Yeah, there's a couple of things that I think kicked that off. One, you had Zelensky, I guess, uh, call the military. Basically, you got the military-industrial complex. Zelensky is just a puppet calling for his removal. And then AOC, it's claiming he was inciting violence or some nonsense. Obviously, Big Farmer didn't like what he was doing. You know what I mean? And so he had this basically the establishment put pressure on the Murdochs, I'm sure, and 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 that ended that. And I think the sad thing is for those people who were watching cable, he's he was the only voice doing that. You know? And I don't I don't think they expected this. I, I once again hmm. I think they expected his time slot to drop for at least for a while. But I didn't right. think I don't think they expected the entire network to lose viewers like this. They they underestimated yeah, his yeah. His, his allure. They underestimated it. And that's, well, they, you know, too bad for them. There was also, they let go of, the, uh, what was his name? Uh, I could see him in my mind. Kind of a muscly guy uh, who was with oh, them. Bongino. Too. Dan Bongino. Bongino. Yeah. yeah. And he's yeah. very popular uh, already uh, on uh, social media. You know what I mean? YouTube. And I've seen him. Whatever he was doing, I don't recall because I don't watch Fox typically. But um, I think he was showing up on YouTube or was it Rumble on Geno? I'm trying to remember. So he already had a following there. And one of the things that I heard was uh, they're, um, they're calling on people to boycott Fox for what they did to Tucker. His, so the p- people are his allies who are well, in... They, they, they pretty much are. You mean the viewers? Yeah, they are too. Yeah, yeah they are. They I, I don't think do they it, even need know. to call on them. They just happened. Yeah. It happened. It happened. They did it. Yeah. They stopped mm-hmm. watching, right? Yeah. It happened organically. People just said they stopped watching, you know? So uh, it's um, it was a huge mistake. And we still don't know exactly why it happened, right? We still don't know exactly. You and I have talked about some possibilities, but I, we still don't know the exact reason there was something that happened and whether it was those text messages or Uh like you said like the fact that he was getting more and more independent and he's going after big pharma it could have been all those things combined. it was a combination maybe he was falling out of favor because of all those things with the more typically conservative murdoch and then the text thing happened and the dominion thing happened and they just said we don't want to deal with this anymore but it was a mistake I think the two biggest things, my personal opinion, would be the Ukraine war, him coming out, having Tulsi on and Jimmy Dore and, and the, and the Gray Zone. Because the military industrial congressional complex basically rules the right and the left, except for some fringe, you know what I mean? Folks yeah. on the, you know, and, and obviously this is a critical time going into the spring, this offensive that's supposed to happen. And mm-hmm. I think that was huge. And I think also now with everything happened with the Twitter files and Facebook, and now you got this pharma issue, you know, the con- house congressional hearings on this and where's yeah. it going from here. So I think those are the two major drivers as far as the voting issue. He, like we talked, he actually called on Sydney, um, Powell, right? Is that her name? Trump's yes. attorney? Yeah, to yeah. to come. He said, I'll give you a whole segment. We'll give you the whole week. Just bring evidence. That no, the, I know. So he and, really didn't kiss Trump. So he, at yeah, all. Very, yeah. He was very critical yeah. on that. Yeah, he was critical. So they, right. there's no libel. So that couldn't be it. Yeah. You know, what I mean? you know, it could be a whole host of things. But uh, yeah. by the way, it might be an odd time to promote Fox. But I believe that RFK Jr. was on Hannity today. 
he had a, he? a big interview on Hannity. So I didn't get a chance to see it, but I I think I'll go back and watch it. Yeah, so we're well, right well, there. That's interesting, right? That Hannity is having RFK Jr. So yeah, what's the Laura Ingram starting to do more? I, I didn't watch Laura Ingram much, but wasn't she starting to point out things along some of the things that Tucker was doing? I'm, I'm trying to remember. Wasn't she breaking? She wasn't more towards Tuck, leaning towards Tucker's awakening than Hannity. Yeah, I, yeah. I'd say Laura right? has, has leaned more towards uh, Tucker's way than Hannity's right. way, I'd say. Right. Yes. And she's had, and, and she's a DeSantis person. She's not a Trump person. She's oh, a DeSantis okay. person as well. So I think there is a lot there. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, look, look, Tucker was great because he had on, you know, the Jimmy Doors and he had right. on Glenn Greenwald. And these are people I've never seen on any other show. That's right. News, you know? that's right. So mm-hmm. he had on people that no one else there would have on. In fact, that's the, that's the, that's the most interesting thing about Tucker is that these people are also people that msnbc and cnn will never have on right (laughs) you know so he was like that place where like the alternative media people like us could go Mm -hmm. and get get a voice at least for a few minutes you know and so that that's gone and that might have annoyed fox who knows you know but well also he gave he introduced tulsi really to the rnc to the republican side you know when she became independent and i thought that was helpful for her and that but just this is common sense. We we cannot sustain what we're doing with whatever it is now, seven hundred and fifty or eight hundred military bases around the world and the the nearly if you include the State Department budget, nearly a billion no trillion dollars a year nearly when you put the Defense Department and State Department budget together. But then don't forget they always fall short trillions of dollars in the audits. So what's the real number? Who knows? You know what I mean? You know, the, the Pentagon budget, they haven't balanced it in how long. You know what I mean? They, they can't even track it, supposedly. So it's, it's, it's 50 cents of every federal tax dollar we pay goes to our military. Right. It's exactly. crazy. And yeah. our infrastructure is crumbling all over the country and the railroad. I mean, the whole thing's a mess. You know how we life. can solve all this? Give every black person 1.2 million. If we give every black person 1.2 million, that'll, that'll solve the world's ills, won't it? I, mean, I, it's, I have, just, it's getting more and more insane. It really is. I didn't hear what you get. What was you, Mike? For some reason, I didn't hear what you oh, said. I was saying that the California wants to give black people 1.2 million each. That was decided. Oh, reparations. Yeah, yeah, that was decided over the weekend that 1.2 million for every black person was going to be the number. That would cost the state, I believe, three times the amount of their usual budget, of their annual budget. Like 800, like something like 600, mm-hmm. 700 billion dollars is what it would cost the state. So you know I wonder, Bill, who, who pays for that? Who pays for that? You know where that money should come from? If there's going to be any reparations to the American Indians and the black slaves or any, that money should come from, Mike. You had the doctrine of discovery, the, the papal bull that was signed in 1452 by Pope, let's see, uh, Nicholas V. That, and, and the British Empire, the British Empire specifically, but the European rulers and British Empire used that. It was written in, if you ever studied the, that papal bull, the doctrine of discovery, to, to invade indigenous land and take whatever they wanted, resource everything and even slaves. That was backed by the Catholic, Roman Catholic Church. Yeah. And in fact, Pope Francis just repudiated that just what, what was it within the last week or something? Best of my recollection. It's 571 years they, that's been a, you know, doctrine. And 
And, you know, Jeffrey Sachs, I saw he was Columbia University professor, right? Esteemed professor. And he, he said prior to 1950, it was the, you know, uh, you, the English, uh, that were the most violent, uh, uh, country or government on the, on the planet. And yeah. since then it's been the United States. And so what I'm trying to say is those people who stole the land, stole the gold, stole the art, to, those people are rich. They, I'm talking, that money, if it's going to come from anybody should come from, and I don't know who they all are, but you know, the, 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 what I call the robber barons, you know who what I mean? The, who do you think the legislature of California is going to take the money from? Oh, it's going to come from the state budget, the the bottom ninety percent, but it should come from the top one percent. It's going to come from everyone not getting the reparations to pay for the people who are getting. So it's going to come from Latinos, the the whites, the Asians. That's who it's going to come from. We're we're going to pay for their reparations already overtaxed. It's going to come from small businesses who are already taxed up the wazoo here to further destroy the economy. So everything they do to appease the black people and that voter block is going to further destroy the economy of the country. That's yeah, well, it is. I, I, I'm not, that's what I'm saying. It's going to come from anybody. Think about the money that the Western European bankers, who really started the first and central bank of America and the Federal Reserve, think of think of the the money and the, the uh, you know the gains over the years and the yeah. money and the value of the gold. That's where this should come. Go to the Rockefellers. Go the to the Rothschilds. Go to the Astors. No, go to the Bill. Bill, yeah. these, these black people want it to come from us. They want the white people to pay. That's what they want. They have, they're not talking about this. They're not saying, oh, but we don't want the white people to pay. Of course they want us to pay for their for their living. They think they deserve it. It's what's the amazing thing to me when I see these people going up in front of the councils and talking about this and going up in front of the state legislature or the city council here in San Francisco is their sense of entitlement. Bill, they have just an incredible sense of entitlement. We deserve this money. Do you know one jerk actually threw out the number 200 million he thinks every black person deserves he he, he he did the addition he did the math bill he did the math and he says 200 million is what every black person in the state well he believes the country should get i mean these people are insane with their sense of entitlement they simply want free money they don't want to work that's what it comes down to bill they want well, free I, money they don't want I, to work I don't. I'm going to push back a little bit. I think if you look at the American Indians, if you're going to give reparations, you got to start. If if you're talking about North American, United States, you got to start with the American Indians. But you could build. This can go on forever. This is a slippery slope. I've talked about this. My 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 forefathers came here. My ancestors came here. Right. So did mine. They built the country. Italians and Irish built this country. It was the country would not even exist without the Italian and the Irish coming over in the 20s, teens and 20s, and building this country to what it is. So where's, I want money. I want money. They were, these people were taken care of. There weren't even any fucking unions back then. I want, the, the government of this country took advantage of them, by the way, which is why the Cosa Nostra started, right? So this is, where, where, are, where are our reparations? So this can go on forever, Bill. So what happens? So let's see. Let me do my computer. So the blacks get 1.3 million. The natives get 2.4 million. Uh, I get 800,000 a year. I mean, come on. This is ridiculous. And where's this money going to come from? We don't have it. We're fucking broke. The city is broke. The state's broke. The country is broke because of Democrats. And they want to give free money out. Insane. The whole thing is so insane. Here's the thing. 
Instead of saying, well, then everyone should have reparations, how about this? Go get a fucking job, period. It's not, I don't know if it's that simple. I mean, it, well, it is I, that simple, Bill. We're not living in 1850 anymore, or 1920, or, or 1964. It's 2023, and people have had plenty of time, ample opportunity during equality to get jobs, all right? And what I want more of is what I see on Fox, which is black people coming out and saying, this is ridiculous. I became the CEO of a company. How did I become the CEO of a company? I come from my father didn't have $20 in his pocket and I became the CEO of a company. So what you're saying is that people now, starting now, young blacks now can't become the CEO of the company. We have to give them money. Why? Why do black people now or white people now or Native Americans now or Italians now in the 21st century need free money? They don't. These minorities are the ones who are given the jobs now over white people. White people can't get jobs anymore. These are the people that when a white guy says the N-word by mistake, they have the power to end the fucking guy's career. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of their sense of entitlement. I'm tired of it. Go out, get a job, or be poor. Simple. Bill, I'm going to let you go. Thanks. <laughs> okay, but, we'll uh, talk about... Remember what we were going to talk about Remember uh, the end oh, of last week? We can pick it up tomorrow, <laughs> yeah. We, we can talk more about this issue, too, but, but yeah. if you want, if yeah. not, Thanks. you know what I mean. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. Yeah. I mean, you know, at some point it's got to end, or it never ends. And by the way, the appeasement will never end either. Once again, it's like it's like negotiating with terrorists. These people are domestic terrorists. If you give them money, they're not going to stop. There will be no end. Once you give them money, they might go away for five years or 10 years. Then they'll come back and say, hey, we spent our money, man. We spent it. And some of them could probably spend $1.2 million a year pretty quickly. I could even spend $1.2 million a year pretty quickly. They're going to come back and say, no, we want more, baby. We want more. Reza. Hey, Reza. Reza, my friend from Iran, from Persia. How are you? What's up, man? I've been listening. Uh, is anyone there asking for reparations? Reparations? We're asking for decimations. <laughs> <laughs> or artisan explosion thing. Yeah. Do you see the craziness I have to deal with in this country? Yeah. Oh. You don't have any groups there saying we want free money, right? Give us a million a year or else. Give us a million a year or we're not going to vote for you anymore. Give I'm us a million sure in a year or we're going to hold you hostage. Like ever since this whole yeah, thing has started, I've sure asked people to just sit on their asses and not go to work. So, yeah. And they've been sending petitions to feed us so we don't die. See, it, it, it's absolutely <laughs> stunning. And, and you know, uh, you might not know. You might. Uh, no, you're a smart guy. You know, there were there was no slavery in the state of California. There was there's no there were no slaves here. Yet the people here want money because of slavery. It's so insane. It's so fucking ridiculous that these people actually have the power to make people listen to them. And actually take them seriously. Instead of just saying, um, I tell you what, drop off your resume at the front door. Get the fuck out of here. They don't, though, because they have no balls to say that.
I guess you guys should watch more anime and what the walk in the series and get yeah more more, more violent yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's well. That's what these people—they're so entitled that they don't realize how bad it is in other places, like in your country, right? I mean, they don't—they yeah. don't—they—they think they have it bad, bad here, and they hate. This is the thing about these people I really despise, Reza. They hate this country. They're constantly bashing this country. Yet then they put their hand out and say, "Give us money, please, country. Give us money." This is how yeah. fucking sick this is. Just take it, claim yeah. it. I mean, it's the law of the fucking jungle, <laughs> and this whole fake democracy—that the image they have in their fucking minds—is uh, yeah, holding them back. I guess. What did? Yeah, I mean, this is the. Here's the thing. I, I, I've talked about immigration. We have to close the borders, but there are people coming here from Mexico, from Nicaragua, from Venezuela. Because they want a better life, right? And look, some of these people here come here and they're terrorists. Some come here to deal drugs and kill children with their fentanyl. But some come in here, I've seen this firsthand, and they work in a restaurant. And they go to work in a restaurant. And they fucking wash dishes. And they clean the floors. And they, they even they, they wash the dishes. They prepare salads. They help with the, I, I know this because my family owned restaurants. And they come and they work. And they work long hours. They don't take a fucking day off. They don't ask for breaks. And they, they, they break their backs for the salary they get. right? And they don't complain. And, and yet, then you have yeah. black citizens of this country, yeah. black citizens of the United States, who want free money handed out, free money handed out, and they think it's not like even please give us money. We're begging you to give us money. It's um, you better give us this fucking money. I'm so over these people. I'm so over them, really. It's just so I'm so feminism? sick of them that all of their issues I don't give a shit about anymore. When you, these humans don't know when to fucking stop. Like you, they push feminism, feminism, feminism to, to, to a point now we have to start a misogynist movement to just con conquer that shit. <laughs> and you see well, now we need a, 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 a lot of lives matter. Yeah, I mean, well, feminism used to mean something, but now it's been overtaken by transgenderism, right? Fe feminists don't matter anymore. Women don't matter anymore. They don't care about women's rights anymore because trans rights has now trumped, if you will, no relation to the president, uh, trumped women's rights. You see, there's always a new group that trumps the rights of the former group. So that's the way it is now, right? Women, these now trans rights trump the rights of gay rights, bi rights. Uh, and women's rights, they're the most, then there'll be a new group. Maybe it'll be the ones who want to fuck animals or think they're animals and they'll, they'll, their rights will trump <laughs> the trans rights. And this will go on forever and ever until we say, you know what? You're all fucking crazy. You're all crazy. Get out of my face. You see, um, they are taking Reza, a... I'm in a mood. I'm in a mood tonight, Reza. I'm in a mood tonight. <laughs> yeah. I, it's not. Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> you're so soft. You're so soft-spoken, Reza. You're so soft-spoken. My engine is starting to work now. You see, <laughs> they've been using the fact that people worldwide deem us yeah. Arabs. They've been using this fucking fact to do shit that will just blow your mind. For example, you have this image in your head, like the, the movies you watch and everything, and us being Muslim. We are not Muslims. Oh God, I. I 
have you seen my shows? Like how I rant and how I scream and uh, yeah, all the things I do. <laughs> Actually, I haven't released half of them yet, but still. But you actually have, living where you are, and you've talked about this on the show, you have actual real reality-based sane grievances, right? You've talked about the police there. You've talked about the government there. You talk about how you have to personally create the fucking internet for your friends. You have yeah. actual grievances. These people in this country don't have these grievances. They make them up. They create grievances that don't exist. That's the they, problem. Yeah, I, I, I said the exact same thing. They create problems to talk about. You just talk Yes. Shit. And well, and to get free stuff and to get political power, uh, to always try to one-up other people, other races. This is what they try to do, that's to have that edge when it comes to politics and power. And that's the problem. And they, it's, it's a mob rule. It's a bully mob culture. And you have to fight back the bully. You have to fight back against the mob. You cannot let them take over. You can't. You can't placate them. You know what you got to do? What they do to these groups in other countries. They just simply stop. We just had something here, Reza, where a man... Have you heard the story about the black guy who was killed on the New York City subway? He of came course. into the subway car yeah. and he was threatening yeah. people... And but the guy how, had a, you know, how many vice die? They are just in right. the shadows. No one talks about that, right? Right. Well, so this black guy comes in. He threatens people. This guy has forty-four priors. Punched the woman in the face. Broke her face on the subway system. Comes in, asks for money, and pretty much says, "If you don't give me your money, I'm going to fuck you up. I'm not afraid to go back to jail, throwing but, stuff at people." Um, and oh, a hero, twenty-four-year-old army veteran, gets him in a headlock goes a little too, you know, things went bad and he ended up killing him. So now these protesters want him arrested for murder. So what they do is they all jump on the subway track over the weekend, blocking the trains from coming in. There were like hundreds of them jumping on the subway track, stopping the trains from running. What I would have done is I would have run the train right fucking through and right over them. I would have run the trains every two fucking minutes, okay? Until those people decided, you know what? <laughs> we better get off the tracks if we want to live. That's what I would have yeah. done. And if you do that, they go away. They never do it again. They don't even think about doing it again. These people have it too easy in this country. They can create problems and chaos yeah. too easy, and we placate them. We don't stop them. We placate them. It would take one event to stop them. We have to do it eventually. See, I've had enough I of guess Enough of it. Sometimes politicians can't even just uh, like a stage scenarios like that. Like, and just imagine this. Somebody they want to imagine that they want to electrify me, whatever, or hang me or something, whatever. The FBI or something. And they say, we'll give this, give that to your family if you agree to just allow us to say something. Oh, they just do it by force. And the police kills me like that, so yeah. Then you have all these movements and all, all the talk on the internet, you see? We are under full fucking control and we don't know shit. We can't know shit. And we're still just, oh god. I mean, yeah. if you consider that, yeah. like take that into consideration, it's just fucking madness. Right. It's a, it's a sad situation, Reza, here. It really yeah. is. And we have such these knee-jerk liberals who take the bleeding heart side of everything without knowing the facts, without ever actually live, live life, live life experiences, 
go through things that people go through every day living in a Democrat-run shithole. They don't. They live on their, their perches, their elitist perches. We actually have people – I'll read this tomorrow. It's getting late for the show. But we actually have someone at the New York Times who wrote an article saying um, people are making up these, these, uh, these criminals in big cities. They don't even, crime doesn't even exist in big cities. They're boogeymans. No, there's no, there's no heroes, crime in big cities. We're making it up. Them. We're making it up. Yeah. Every, all those bodies in the morgue that were killed by savages – on the streets of New York and Chicago. It's, it's not real. It's not real. These people actually write these things and, and journalistic outlets like New York Times, all the news that's fake to print, that just should be their name, all the news that's fake to print, actually allow this stuff to go out there, allow this stuff to, to disease society. Actually, it's, 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 it's absolutely shocking. It's absolutely shocking. something amazing <laughs> about this. I tried... Hey, Reza, you know, I, Reza, I'll let you talk in a minute. I'm sorry. I know I'm talking a lot, but you talked to me about all the problems in Iran with the police and the police state and how they'll just shoot you. and blah, blah. That'll be like me saying, oh, Reza, come on, you're crazy. I don't know anyone there that's ever been shot by a cop. Hey, I don't know anybody there. That means that's the way it must be. These people are so fucking stupid. Go ahead. Sorry. I wanted to just... So, yeah, go ahead, Reza. Go ahead. People, like, man, this is existential. Like, really, they have penetrated their fucking subconscious minds. Um, yeah. Like, I, 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 it's in my nature. Like, I cannot just con consciously choose to lie, and this has become a huge problem. Like, been a huge problem in my life. Uh, had, it, had I been a liar, I would be a billion, like, multi trillionaire by now, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> so, I tried to lie just on purpose, like force myself, like giving people false news and people in, in my reality, I mean, not the virtual one, the real one. And uh, like my dad, my mom, my cousins, and like my friends even, they would believe the craziest shit, like even my girlfriends. And then I, I, I just tell them that, like uh, the exact truth of about anything it could be about going to a super, about a supermarket something some incident on the street or about some bullshit happening on the media anything mm. when it's a lie they tend to just mm, just like your spongebob just like your sponge just digest it just take it in when yeah. it's truth they just reject it it's like in their spirit in their soul right like what the right. fuck is wrong with these people yeah, well, this is what bothers me is it's basically don't believe your lying eyes. You know, if you're feeling threatened in the city you live in, if you feel uncomfortable, you're making it up. It doesn't actually exist. And of course, the people who are saying that are are wealthy liberals who live in perches, who live in eight million dollar condos, who take Uber and Lyft from one place to the next and put themselves in bubble wrap with masks and uh, goggles and and don't take any germs in. These are the people who say, oh, you what are you? You're making all this stuff. You're making all this stuff. They don't live real life. They don't have to take the subway at two in the morning. They don't have to take the subway when there's a, a crazy person in there and you're, and you're right? captured in the cylinder and you can't go anywhere till it reaches the station. They don't know anything. They have no life experience. Their experience comes through books that were given to them and taught by people who were extreme leftists fucking commies and they've spread their disease into their minds. And so this is continuing. This is why I say, fuck college. Forget yeah. about college. Look at these people who write the most ridiculous things. 
this woman who I'll go into more tomorrow who writes that we're all fabricating that New York City is not safe. Oh, it's all they're, they're boogeymen we're seeing that don't exist. What do they have? Eight this degree, that degree, Yale, Harvard. Harvard is actually having Bill de Blasio teach about public health. Bill de Blasio, who sat there and said, get free French fries while he, he, he shoved them in his big fat ass fucking blabber mouth. Talking about how you get the free French fries when you get your third booster. You get free French fries when you get your... This is the guy who Harvard is having teach meant having teach health. <laughs> this is why Harvard, Yale, what? they're fucking shit. Those degrees aren't worth fucking shit. It's garbage. Yeah. It's garbage taught by garbage to future garbage. That's what it is. We need your generation. That's one thing. And also... I think these governments should literally pay these guys, pay, pay every one of us. I mean, all of us who are just spreading bullshit on the media because they no longer need, I mean, these, I mean, their own agents, you see? We are doing their job for them. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, <laughs> it's true. It's very true. Uh, Reza, how's the, how's the weather there right now? On a lighter note, on a lighter note, how's the weather? You mean the actual weather or the fire and everything? What do you mean by weather? <laughs> like the temperature in the air. The actual oh, I guess it's around. Oh, let me look at my computer. Like yeah, Celsius, 26 Celsius. Don't give me your Can crazy I... Celsius. What is that in a language I can understand? Fahrenheit, I guess. Yeah. You should convert yes. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah about oh. uh, let me think wait i know i know don't tell me don't tell me i know this i lived in canada i lived in montreal for a couple of years so you're probably right around 80 degrees fahrenheit yeah, is that right i agree that that's shut up right now i mean it doesn't really matter but <laughs> the human blood is like the human blood's temperature is like uh, i guess yeah should be 35, 36 Celsius. So if you have that in Fahrenheit, then you can just convert it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. How about there? No, no wait a minute. <laughs> Abe's right. 68. He's right. He's right. 26 is about 68, right? Because 25, 50. Yeah, right. That's true. Okay, about 68. So more like close to 70, not 80. Close to 70. That's not bad. That's not so bad. Yeah. I mean, it's good now. It's good. Livable. <laughs> No, it sounds nice. It's, it'll get very hot in the summer, though, right? Depends. I'm going go, to use Gajutsu to just make it rain and snow in the summer, I guess. Yeah. 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 But you have but nice mountains like there, don't you? 90 you have mountains. Fahrenheit, as Google says. Feels like 90 and Fahrenheit. That's right. crazy. But you have very nice mountain it? areas there, don't you? Yeah, we do. But Yeah, high, high elevation. High elevation. Yeah. Yeah. Like, five kilometers about right 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 ground. yeah right actually you know i make fun of that. you with your celsius and kilometers but that makes so much more sense than the system we have here of feet and fahrenheit fahrenheit makes no sense your your yours makes sense zero is freezing right zero celsius is freezing everything above it is above freezing everything below it is below freezing what the hell is 32 how do you come up with 32 for freezing Makes no sense. <laughs> it makes no sense. Who so that's something that? this country gets totally wrong. Totally wrong. I, still, I don't remember. Like, uh, 
they t- they told me like in my phys- physics class and everything. But uh, right now, I just don't remember. Oh, Why so did Gabe, they create? No, so Abe, I was system? right. Twenty Celsius is sixty-eight Fahrenheit. He said it was twenty-six Celsius. That's about eighty, eighty-one Fahrenheit, right? Yeah. No, I was right. The real feels like twenty-nine, as as it says on Google. Is that with now, the humidity? They... It's very humid, isn't it? It's very sticky. Humidity, yeah, it's humid as yeah. well. Yeah, it's up. very sticky. Yeah, you know, so that's true. Yeah. I yeah no, I, I, li- I like that system. It was just it made more sense to me that zero was freezing. Everything above it's above freezing. Everything below it's below freezing. Made it very simple so, to know. Mm, you know. Yeah. Apart right. from the, the silver. Yeah, how about there? So is it yeah. freezing? Over well, here, where is it? What are we? We're always, you know, we're always around... We're always around 55, 60 Fahrenheit here. It never changes, really. It's always like between 50. It's always between 53 and 62 here, Fahrenheit, constantly. If it goes below 52, it's really cold. If it goes above 63, it's really warm. So that's the way it works here. It's always the same. What's that? Like um, in here, city to city differs. Like how many seasons you got? How many what? Seasons you got like just four. Generally speaking, typically like it's four. Yeah. But they're all like most summer like or no, but they're all fucked up here. No, in San Francisco, it's all screwed up. Summer's cold. Oh. Summer's cold. <laughs> fall is yeah. Summer's cold. Fall is just warm. Like, just like Masha. Yeah, summer's cold. Sparse. Fall is warm. Winter's wetty, and spring is kind of like eh, kind of like coolish. You know, so it's 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 very weird. It's very bizarre here. It's not the same. I hey, the snow in summer. Where here? Yeah, I guess last year we had it. Like, it literally did snow. We never snowed. Yeah, I think it snowed here once in '77. I think there was accumulating snow here in 1977. I think that was the last time there was any there was any snow here. But that's you know. Hey, Reza, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap the show up. Thanks for calling, my friend. Okay, oh. but. Yeah, let's talk more. Actually, you can join one of my shows. Perhaps. Yeah, Reza, I'm on. I'm on all week. You know, I'm on every night. So, of course. Yeah. And Thanks. Billy and other friends too. Stay, stay, stay safe out there. Stay safe out there. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> of course. So, always appreciate the call. Always appreciate the call. Sorry, I was very angry today. You know, it builds up over the weekend. It does. It builds up. I see one I see one ridiculous story after another, one enraging story after another. And I think, God, if I ran the world, it would be a much, much better world. So I don't get to run the world, but I do get to run this podcast. And I want to remind everyone that the name of it is And Let's Be Heard. And it airs weeknights, 11 p.m. Pacific, <laughs> 2 a.m. Eastern Time. Yes, Reza, thank you so much. So 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern time, which means that I'll be right back here tomorrow night because it's Tuesday night and that's a weeknight, right? So I'm on, just in case you don't know the days of the week. The days of the week are the same. It might sound different. It might have a different word for it, but they're, they're the same everywhere you go. So I'm here Monday night through Friday night, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern time. I'll see you right back here tomorrow night. But until then, until then, This is Mike Kachopoli reminding you that your influence counts. Use it.